What is going on, everybody? Welcome to a special edition of the podcast. Uh, we'll be having an interview with former WWE superstar JTG later in the fine program. Uh, of course, I am Andrew Ravens of Wrestling News Co. and eWrestlingNews.com. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, John of Wrestling Inc. And give me sport. John, are you ready for a fine edition of this podcast? I'm ready, man. I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's just jump on in. Now, I should warn the fine viewers of this fine program that these are going to be uh, a little bit out of order. Anyway, um, I think one of the biggest news stories to come out this month, at least, uh, just because it impacts WB's plans going forward and, and how they book things, is Ron Strowman's injury. Um, they wrote him off of TV and overplayed his injury uh, a shattered elbow and all this stuff. And in all reality, uh, it was just a minor injury. It was a no big deal. Uh, they said that he could be out until six months. In all reality, he's expected to be back in mid-June and wrestle at SummerSlam. And he's rumored to wrestle Brock Lesnar at that event. We'll see then. And I will say this before I ask you on your opinion of this. Strowman was a character that caught fire as of late on WB television. They slowly built him up, which I am completely fine with. But I miss him on Raw. That is a three-hour torture show. And without Strowman, you know, attacking Roman Reigns or screaming, I'm not done with you, it's just, I miss Braun Strowman. Yeah, I mean, you know how big of a Strowman fan I am. You know, we talked. We've talked about it before. Uh, I, you know, I miss him on Monday nights too. I mean, one thing you always had to look forward to is him inevitably squashing someone like Kalisto or him attacking Roman Reigns and them going at it. And it's just been, you know, you've been missing that big heel factor on Monday nights. You know, Samoa Joe's great, Bray Wyatt's great, but they don't bring that element of you know monstrosity to the show when you have like you have with Braun Strowman or like you have with Brock Lesnar, you know, th those are truly one of a kind characters that you, you just, you don't find every day. So I, I do have high expectations for Braun Strowman going forward. I think he's doing great right now. I think a lot of people are behind him, especially just because they hate Roman Reigns. But uh, I just think he's a great heel overall. And I'm, I can't wait to see him back, man. It's, you know, Raw has, I think, really been suffering without him, but um, I think guys like Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, uh, Samoa Joe, Bray Wyatt, they've really picked up uh, picked up a lot of that slack and, you know, all credit to him for it. So switching gears to TNA, Impact Wrestling, Global Force Wrestling, they still have blue rope, so I assume it's Impact Wrestling. We don't talk about them very much on this fine program, but we will on this one. Uh, Matt Hardy's contract and his trademark to, to the broken universe all that information or at least part of it came out yesterday from impact wrestling's president he emailed the wrestling media with part of the contract to try to downplay some of the rumors and reports that are going on uh, it was originally reported and believed that WWE was interested in using the Broken Universe uh, character, or gimmick, rather, with both Matt and Jeff. However, according to this email, that's not the case. 
my question to you, John, is this. With WB downplaying their interest in the gimmick, should fans kind of lower their expectations and hopes that we will see the broken universe in WB? Uh, I wouldn't say lower your expectations that we would see, see it. I think you should lower your expectations of what you're actually going to see. Um, you know, the, I think Dave Meltzer said it best, which is the WWE is interested in the gimmick. They're just not interested in helping get the rights to the gimmick. Uh, if Matt can get those on his own, awesome. If not, they're fine. They're perfectly fine, you know, just keeping on, keeping on with what they're doing right now. Um, but as far as if the gimmick were to ever come here, uh, there's been stories that, you know, TNA has trademarked certain, you know, lingo and whatnot from the broken universe, whatever. And Matt has also trademarked, I think he, I think he trademarked broken Matt, just broken Matt. So, um, something like that. But there are certain things that TNA owns. There's certain things that Matt is trying to own. Uh, but if the gimmick were ever purchased or the rights were ever uh, obtained by the WWE, I think it's going to be significantly altered. I think we're going to see a lot of things dumbed down. You're not going to see the same terms uh, that you saw in TNA or on the indies. Um, and that might disappoint fans a little bit and turn you know turn them off to the gimmick just because you're not getting the full you know characters out of these guys you're not getting the full experience out of what they're doing so it's kind of a bit of a turnoff so if it were to come to wwe which i think it will i think it's going to be a lot less uh of what you're used to seeing and it's probably going to be a, a quick turnoff you'll probably maybe have uh, a solid month of it being over and then i think people are just going to get used to it and tired of it so uh, at that point i think they just break matt and jeff up and give them single runs at that point but um i don't know man this whole situation is crazy you have matt rebby hardy ed nordham going at each other on twitter uh this whole thing's insane so i i just want to see the end result already yeah i mean i can see jeff being jeff hardy uh and going into more of a singles career maybe going after the wb title again I, I would like to see him on smackdown i think that would be really cool i mean you know his previous run in wb he was in the title picture he was wb champion um so i would like to see that again i think them being a tag team we've seen it they've done it let's move on uh and i think matt coming back with this broken universe that really made impact not i guess relevant is the correct term to use it when he was in impact when he was using that character that's what everyone talked about about impact i mean yes you have your ec3s and other guys but for the most part the hardys and matt hardy and everything that they were doing with final deletion and everything like that that is what people wanted to see out of impact and i think it'll be fun to see it in wb i don't know how far vince mcmahon will allow matt to go creatively with that character it'll be you know kind of remain to see just to see how they do that but if it's anything close to what he did in impact or ring of honor or on the indie scenes i think it'll be a lot of fun the probably the most shocking thing to happen over the weekend is Jinder Mahal winning the <laughs> WWE Championship? Oh, good God, ladies and gentlemen, what have we come? I want to know what 
Vince McMahon is doing here. I mean, you know, he's known as a creative genius. I have faith in him. Lord, give him faith. But why? I mean, I get they're trying to create new stars, and I get that the pretty much the main reason that they're pushing this guy is because they're trying to get uh, they're trying to launch in India. Yes, they're in there, and they're very, very popular in India, but they need that more uh, exposure with their content. Um, I mean, whenever they do live events, it's always successful. It's just the content. That's what they need. And with Mahal being on there and him cutting the promos and his uh, his language that they speak down there, which I don't know, and I'm not going to even speculate. I'm just a good old boy in Oklahoma. But... Jinder Mahal defeating Randy Orton at the Backlash pay-per-view event. I was shocked by it, but I thought it was comical. And seeing all the people's reaction online was hilarious. <laughs> and I think it was, it was even more funny seeing the people's reaction live at the event. I mean, uh, the the camera, you know, on, on the WWE Network, seeing all the different reactions and how everyone was just like so upset that Jinder Mahal had won. I'll, I'll be the first to say I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed seeing a t- you know the the title on a new face. I enjoy I enjoy Jinder's work as of late. You know uh, he may not be the most exciting guy in the ring, but overall I think he has a decent look. Uh, I think he plays a great heel. I think he um, you know he's pretty good on the mic, uh, and he has a lot of people by the throat as it you know pertains to the anti America kind of thing that he has going on there and and, and being. You know, f- feeling judged by everybody and all this, trying to paint himself as the victim while, while still being the heel. Um, you know, I enjoy it. I really do. And I, I, I saw that celebration he had on SmackDown. The, I believe it, the language you were referring to that they speak over there, him in particular. I don't, I don't know what everyone speaks over there, but him in particular, he always speaks. Uh, I believe it's called Punjab or something like that. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, um, you know, I, I like what he has going on right now with him and the sing. Sai Singh Brothers, that's one thing I don't know what the hell they're called. The Singh Brothers, I'm going to call them the Singh Brothers. That's what the commentators call them. But I like what he has going on with them. I like how he won the title with Randy getting distracted with the Singh Brothers at ringside. He just comes up from behind, uh, hits him with whatever his finisher is called, three count, done. You know, I, I like it. And, and and it's a lot of heat. You know, that's always a good thing. Um, so I enjoyed it, man. I enjoyed it. I enjoy seeing the title on a new face. Do I think this is going to last very long? No, I do not. As soon as they're done getting whatever they want to get done in India, for India, whatever the case may be, I think they're going to take the title off of him. I don't expect him to stay in the main event, you know, picture very long. But, um, you know, we'll see what happens. But as far as what Vince McMahon's doing, I think this is strictly a business move at this point and uh you know we we know a lot of people turn off to the wwe around summertime so um maybe he's just using this as a perfect time to capitalize on the indian market once we're back on track that title is probably going to go back on orton aj styles maybe shinsuke nakamura gets a title run who knows but uh, i i think we're going to slowly move away from Jinder, and you're going to slowly see him kind of get bumped down to the intercontinental title then back to mid car then back to pre-show and then you know he (laughs) may get released again and they have nothing for him who knows but i really do not expect this to last long but i hope it does because i like seeing a new face in the main the main picture did you google the language that the people in india speak no because every time he speaks right before he says i will address my people in the language of of punjab or something like that he always says that right before he (laughs) before he talks Okay. Okay. 
uh, switching gears after we had that history lesson there from young John. Um, <laughs> five-way, stream rules, number one contendership. It's on the line. Whoever wins this match is going to get destroyed by Brock Lesnar. They're going to go to Suplex City. They'll probably have a lot of bruises, and it's going to be, oh, it's not going to be fun, man. Um, you know, it's been reported that sometime this year, Seth Rollins and Finn Balor will face Lesnar. Um, that may give an indication as to who will win the match. Uh, if I had to give my take on it, and it's our podcast, so I am, but. I would say that Balor wins it because of the promo he did with Heyman on Monday's edition of Raw. I see him doing that. He goes and faces um, at Lesnar at the Great Balls of Fire pay-per-view. <laughs> oh, someone in WWE Creative is a Jerry Lee Lewis fan right there. Very creative from the creative guy, but I digress. Hashtag it, folks. <laughs> what is your take on this fine? match uh who's who's someone you're eye on who you think's gonna win it who's gonna go get destroyed by brock lesnar you know i tend to agree with you I, I i think finn's probably gonna walk away from this one as the winner um do i enjoy that yes and no i'm a big finn Balor guy i i think he's gonna be you know the guy moving forward i think he has all that potential to be he's very exciting he's good on the mic you know great worker and i think paul Heyman said it best he's probably the best in-ring performer on the WWE's roster today, but um, I just don't want to see that little guy get in there with Brock Lesnar and get taken as Suplex City. You saw what Jinder did to him with that forearm. Imagine what an ex-UFC champion is going to do to him, throwing him around the ring, you know, just nailing him with suplexes the entire match. Um, I don't really see, I see this being a very, a, a, a huge squash match if it's going to be Finn and, and, and Brock. Uh, I don't expect Roman to win at all because I expect them to hold that match off for WrestleMania next year. Uh, they're just probably going to build up to that the entire year. I could see, I could see Seth winning. I really just can't give any chance whatsoever to Samoa Joe or Bray, especially Bray, just seeing how he tends to just not get any big wins ever. But, um, I, like you said, Finn and Seth would probably be my leading candidates, Based off of what I saw on Monday, I would have to say Finn is the favorite right now. Uh, he obviously has the crowds behind him every week. Everyone's pushing for him. Everyone loves him. Uh, so I would say it's Finn. I just kind of hope it's not because I don't want him to get hurt again. And I, you know, Brock really doesn't let up in the ring. You know, obviously he puts everything he has into those suplexes. So, um, yeah, I, I would expect I would expect Finn Balor to win this one. Yeah, I think that's most likely. And uh, speaking of multiple person matches, which makes so much fun for play by play for me, uh, Shaman announced on this week's episode of SmackDown Live would be, which I thought was pretty obvious, but hey, they got to do something uh, that there would be a. Money in the Bank ladder match at the upcoming Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Um, and there were several guys that was announced off the top of my head. Um, yeah, I won't even do that. I won't embarrass myself. Anyway, <laughs> so many multiple person matches, it's hard to keep up with everything. Uh, and then they also announced the WWE Championship match. Uh, Randy Orton will get his rematch against Jinder Mahal. 
for the uh, for the title, and uh, that should headline that pay per view. Uh, I'm not very surprised by the championship being announced. Uh, the only thing that I thought was a little odd is that WB announced, I th- I think it was yesterday, it could have been on Monday, uh, that on the June 13th episode of SmackDown, Mahal would defend the title against Orton on that show, and there was like other title matches I think announced or two other matches. Um, but I thought it was odd that they would not only announce that so far in advance because creative changes all the time, but that they're going to do that match uh, I think two weeks before the pay-per-view. I mean, obviously we're not going to get a clean finish. It'll be some kind of uh, flub finish, but it's a little bit odd. How is your interest in the rematch between Mahal and Orton? I'm pretty interested because, like I said earlier, I don't I don't know how long to expect this title reign to last. Um, you know, it I, it really all depends on what the WWE wants to do in India, what they want from India, and after they you know they do that, then they'll take the belt off of him. But you know, if I had to predict right now, I think Mahal retains, just because I I you know I can't really see anything that has come out of Mahal winning just yet. Granted, we're, what, four, not even five days into his title reign. So, you know, I would at this point anticipate that he retains the title um, just because I don't think Orton is going to get another world title reign anytime soon. Uh, I would think it, when the title does go back onto somebody it'll either be a returning john cena because he you know gender has talked about that a lot in in past interviews that he'd like to face john cena and i cannot imagine john cena not winning the belt from gender if that match does happen um john cena i would expect an aj styles title reign to come around again i could see baron corbin maybe getting in the mix they've been grooming him for some time now um Shinsuke is a dark horse as well, um, or Shinsuke, sorry, but yeah, um, if I had to predict right now, I'd, I'd probably say that that Mahal retains, um, but again, it's a tricky situation because really this this whole title reign is is based off of you know uh, what they want out of the Indian market, and I, I just feel so bad saying that because. You see in all these interviews, Mahal saying that his hard work has paid off and all that. I mean, I don't know if he truly does believe it's because of all the hard work he's put in or it's just right place, right time kind of thing. But that's kind of what I, you know, you know, uh, pertain it to, to be, you know, right place, right time, right guy. Uh, and, and it just kind of fell in, into his lap right there. But not to say he doesn't work hard. I don't, I don't know what the guy does outside of the ring. But uh, it's just, it's a crazy situation. I, I honestly have never seen anything like this before. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with it. But I expect, I'm, I expect Mahal to retain. Hard work does pay off. And eating protein, no McDonald's, it pays off too. Uh, to end our list of topics here before we get to the good interview with JTG, CM Punk, he's he's back. He is back. Ha, I don't think he's back. But uh, Five Star Wrestling overseas offered him a deal to uh, compete in their tournament that's coming up. One million dollars. Do you know how many boots I could buy with a million dollars? I digress. 
I don't see this happening, John. I just, I don't. I mean, Punk has talked about it in the past that he's willing to wrestle again, uh, even though that's probably not likely, but he's at least open to it, yet it won't be in WB. He's made it very, very clear just to do, you know, with all of everything that surrounded his departure from WB. I don't see it happening. Do you have hope? No way this promotion has a million dollars to give CM Punk. No way whatsoever. Don't doubt. No way whatsoever. Um, I don't. don't <laughs> I don't expect it to happen. I don't expect uh, CM Punk to to return to wrestling anytime soon. Um, do I think he will return one day? Yes, I do. Do I think he'll return to WWE one day? Yes, I do. Um, you know, Vince regardless of vendettas and all that stuff at the end of the day i think he always does what's you know the motto best for business but um one day i I do expect to see cm punk come back whether whether it's one more match whether it's one more run um after his ufc you know career is done uh who's to say it's not already but who knows Uh, but after his fighting career is done i do expect him to get the itch just to come back maybe one more title reign one more match at WrestleMania, get his headline that he never got. Um, I, I do expect to see him back in the WWE one day. I really do. So um, I don't think he's going to return for this match. I don't think the promotion has the money to pay him for that. But yeah, uh, no way. Anytime soon, I don't see. I don't expect to see him in a ring. Look, I don't know the financial situation that Five Star Wrestling has. Uh, I have spoke with the owner before. Very good dude. Uh, and hey, you never know, Punk, he might accept it. Hopefully he does. I think it'd be a cool spectacle to see. Anyway, uh, we welcome uh, former WB superstar JTG to this fine program. And uh, JTG, just to start things off, did you grow up as a pro wrestling fan? And if so, who were some of your inspirations? Yo, it's your boy JTG. And to answer your question, yes, I grew up a wrestling fan. Both my parents were wrestling fans. Um, my parents used to go to um, Madison Square Garden every month. The WWF used to run there every month. And my parents were there recently. And um, I grew up grew up on it. I, I wanted to be a professional wrestler since the uh, age of two. How did you get your start in the, uh, in the business? As I started the business, um, I started in the business through OVW, OVW in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, that was the hot spot. That was the developmental territory, and a lot of guys were being signed there. I found out a lot of great talent, such as Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton, Shelton Benjamin, um, Rene Dupree. Um, a lot of talent came through there, and um, I, I definitely wanted to be where the, where the hot spot was at. So I got myself there. I was there for four years um, before I got signed or even got looked at by the WWE. How'd you meet Chad and uh, who, who parted y'all together? Okay, so with Chad and I, uh, just, everything was a coincidence. We, <laughs> we both happened <laughs> just to be, in, uh, be from Brooklyn, and we just happened to be, uh, uh, be a great tag team. <laughs> but I was, I was originally tagged with Abraham Washington. I don't know if you guys remember Abraham Washington. Him, um, him and I did the... Uh, did the, did the gimmick together. We weren't really stealing. We just had the look, the look of crime time, but we didn't really, we were just pretty much one dimensional. And, um, he had some personal issues that he needed to take care of. So I was doing, I was on my own solo and Paul Heyman, uh, decided to put Chad and I together after, after he had a, uh, a storyline with CM Punk that just finished up. And then Paul Heyman put Chad and I together and we were an instant hit 
on on local television down there in Louisville, Louisville, Kentucky. One thing I'm interested in is uh, the crime time gimmick itself. Who came up with that yeah. concept? Was it you, or was someone? Did you were you given that by somebody? Who who came up with that? It kind of came up organically. Like um, when we were down in OVW, uh, Paul he- not, not Paul Heyman, Al Snow. He said, "You guys are over, and you guys are heels. You guys are over, but um, we can't. You can't wrestle every week. We're running out of opponents for you guys, and." You know, you could do other things to get yourself over than winning a match every week and being a champion. So he said, why don't you guys go out there and uh, do some vignettes or think of a promo, do something unique, get yourself, get yourselves over. Um, and Shad and I decided to do some uh, training, training videos, some vignettes. And we, um, we got the camera, got the cameraman and we went and shot different stuff in different areas and we just had fun with it. And then um, we heard that Vince McMahon got a, got whiff of it and he was very entertained by the uh by the videos and he signed me because i wasn't signed at the time shad was signed he signed me just off for those videos and obviously you know shad is a huge part in your career and i'm sure you and him have developed an extremely close relationship you know traveling all over the country and all over the world you know wrestling together what are some of your best memories with him whether it's on the road in the ring backstage what are some of the just the best memories that you've had with him Oh, I have a lot of great memories with Shad. I don't know if I can narrow it down to just one, <laughs> but uh, you know, gr- you know, he helped me out a lot when I was um, when I was coming up through OVW because it was very difficult. You know, a lot of the talent there they were getting paid to be there. Uh, me, on the other hand, you know, I took the Greyhound bus to get to Louisville. Um, I stayed in a motel and I had to get a job. I had multiple, I had various jobs there in Louisville, Kentucky, and I had to go to training. I had to work out, so it was very overwhelming. But I, the passion got me through it. And Shad, you know, he saw that I was hungry and determined. You know, he he helped me get my first apartment. He um, he gave me his ID because uh, uh, I was I wasn't 21 yet, and he worked at the at the bars and stuff. So he gave me his uh, his Atlanta ID, and I was able to get into the clubs on uh, <laughs> get into get into the clubs. Uh, he helped, yeah, he helped me out a lot when I was when I was um, coming through um, going through the developmental territory. So we were kind of a uh, a duo before the tag team. And you guys had, you know, a lot of initial success in the WWE, your first run. Uh, you know, you were very over as a tag team. But what led to you and Shad's first WWE release, the first time you guys were released? That You know, uh, a lot of people like to note that, you know, whole Kate and Murdoch incident that went down. But it, it, is that all or, or is there more to it than that? No, I think that was, uh, yeah, I talked about it a lot in my book. Um, it was pretty much the heat that we had with um, Kate and Murdoch. They, they were a big, they played a big factor in it. And um, also with John Cena, we had got uh, Shad. Shad got into altercation with John Cena that I talked about in my first book, and it was just a, a sequence of uh, negative interactions. <laughs> it was just a train wreck. And uh, once you returned to the WB, looking back on it, uh, how do you feel about your singles run? My singles run. Um, I don't like to have regrets. You know, I did some things that I could have. Uh, done different uh things i wish i didn't listen uh some things i wish i didn't listen and and apply some things i wish i did listen to and apply but you know you know you you can always look back in retrospect and you know say i i wish i did that but everything was a learning experience and everything happened for a reason um but um my singles run it could have went a lot better (laughs) i had all the components you know i had the i had the charisma i had the look i had the talent i had the unique uh uh, what do you talk? Uh, the unique um, 
uh, styling the ring. You know, I was told that, you know, Vince McMahon was a big fan of me. He told me that I was very charismatic and, you know, that's going to get me, get me far. But, you know, I also had to play the game, which I talked about yeah. in my second. <laughs> um, now, do you prefer working as a singles competitor or more in a tag team? Um, well, uh, when I, when I get asked that question a lot and I look back at my career, I had a lot of fun working as a tag team. Like doing the crime time gimmick was a lot of fun on camera. Um, and it's plus it's less work because when you get tired, you get to tag out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, everybody wants that singles career. Everybody wants that spotlight on them. You know, it's kind of, you have to, I'll save my tag team career. And uh, what led to your second release from WB? I was home for about for a couple of months. I was, I was home for nine months, and you know, to, but I was told was developmental development has a creative has nothing nothing for you at the moment. You know, they give that speech to everyone. Yeah, <laughs> and then you know, since then you've been doing a lot of work on the indies. What has that been like? Like the dramatic change, I'm sure, from working in the WWE where you're traveling all the time, and to the indies where you pretty much make up your own schedule, decide what jobs you want to take, whatnot. But what what has that been like for you? I, I, I kind of like the independent. If I could stay, if I could work every weekend doing the independent, um, I think I like it. I get to pick which town. You know, I got some shows coming up. Like I'm going to Dominican Republic to wrestle. That's that's great. Um, I get to pick my own price. Um, yeah, if, as long as I can stay busy doing what I what I love to do, I'm happy. You know, the contracts kind of make it very difficult because you 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 can't you can't do much. And plus, I could also audition and do a lot of acting out here since I live in Los Angeles. Yeah, and, uh, you know, opposite WWE, of course, you got TNA, you know, who's a, you know, not, they're probably the next biggest thing when it comes to the professional wrestling in the industry right there, where it's, you know, mainstream and whatnot, but uh, ha have you been contacted by TNA to do some work for them, and are you interested in working for them? Um, I heard some rumors that they were interested in Chad and I, and um, uh, if they contact me, I'll, 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 if, they, if the money's right, definitely, yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't mind going over to TNA, but, you know, before I became a professional wrestler, I I told myself, you know, I didn't just want to be a professional wrestler. I wanted to be a WWE superstar. Like, there's a big difference. But yeah. if that money, <laughs> if they're talking that right money, and then, of course, I can't turn down good money. Remember, my gimmick is money, money, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. And, uh, you know, do you still keep up with the WWE product since you've left? Um, not religiously. Um, I catch a lot of it, majority of it on social media. And um, I watch all the big events like WrestleMania, the Royal Rumble, um, maybe SummerSlam if there's, a, if there's one or two main events that I might want to catch. Yeah, so uh, you, during your run when the, in the WWE, you were around around the time that The Undertaker was pretty much, I think, safe to say, the leader of the locker room. Um what were your thoughts on seeing him retire at WrestleMania 33 this past month? Uh, you know, he lost to Roman Reigns, and it seems like that's going to be it for him just given the way he ended the match. So, you know, just having, you know, worked around him before, what were your thoughts seeing that? Um, I don't know if that's his last match, but um, I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed the match between him and Roman Reigns. Uh, you know, I actually thought, I didn't know which way, what direction it was going to go. And being a, being a talent, being a uh, performer, and not knowing what direction that the uh, that the match is going to go, and you get emotionally invested in it, it's always going to be it's going it's a good match, and I I personally enjoyed it. But I hope I don't think that's his last match. I think he got one more, just one more. I think <laughs> <laughs> one more in him. 
Uh, obviously, yeah, and, and I don't. But I personally don't think Roman Reigns should be his final opponent. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, growing up, you know, seeing him as as a fan, you hope that's not the last one. But uh, like I mentioned before, you you know worked there around the same time he did. Do you have any good you know stories from him backstage, or you just memories with him backstage? Undertaker, um, oh, that you got me on the spot. I got a few, but I'm trying to think right now. Um, no, nah, not, not 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 that I can think of right now. But he was always a uh, he was a locker room. Lead. Oh yeah, there's one at SummerSlam in um, Los Angeles. Um, so you might have heard this if you watch Dave Chappelle. That um, what's his name? That uh, Prince. He has like a aura, right? Yeah. Yeah, the same thing with uh, with un- with Undertaker. I was at SummerSlam, and I was uh, me and Beth Phoenix were sitting next to each other, and we kind of just looked at each other. It was weird. There was no communication. We just looked at each other. We felt something, and then we looked around and we saw the Undertaker, and then we was like, "Oh shit, did you feel that?" I was like, "Yeah." It's like he had some type of aura about him. It was like, "Yeah, kind of like Prince." And she was like, "Yeah, exactly, like the Prince episode." I was like, "I didn't know that was real. I thought it was bullshit." But yeah, it was it, like he has some. T- like, I don't know if he meditated before he does his match, but you definitely felt his presence without even without even knowing that he was there, and that's real. Nice, nice. Uh, you were talking about money earlier. How much different is the money uh, between WB and the indie circuit? Because you hear different things from dif- different guys. Oh, it's a big difference, you know. Especially, I mean, <laughs> WWE. You, you know, you're, you're guaranteed. You know, you don't wrestle. You're guaranteed. Um, and then there's also royalties. There's merch. I don't know how things are right now with the WWE network. I don't know how the, how that affects the talent's pay, but. Um, with WWE, a guarantee. The indie circuit is kind of funny. Promoters might not pay you. They might, oh, we were short. We were expecting this much people. And it's like, there's always, so you don't know the turnout. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, the hashtag dive situation happened on Twitter, uh, most notably between Randy Orton and Bully Ray. Uh, what's your take on that? Um, I definitely think there's a, too many dives and also too many damn super kicks. <laughs> <laughs> I. I, I didn't even watch the pay-per-view, but I watched the highlights from the pay-per-view, and I'm going through the pay-per-views. I'm like, damn, there's a super kick. There's another super kick. Super kick, super kick. I'm like, Jesus Christ, well, how many super kicks? Like, I remember when Shawn Michaels did it, it, it meant something. It's like, yeah. now it's like, it's just a ready move. It's like, if Shawn Michaels, let's say Shawn Michaels wanted to come back and do one more match. What is he going to have to throw like four <laughs> super kicks to, to make it mean something? Uh, speaking of WWE pay-per-views, Cinder Mahal won the WWE. I'm... I'm that was actually inspiring because me and him got released at the same time. And then to see him come back, you know, come, uh, repound, that definitely gave some type of hope. You know, I don't know if I'll, I mean, it, it was wishful thinking. I don't know if I'll go back and become champion, but you know, that, that they gave him opportunity and he's running with it. And I'm happy to see that he uh, got the ball and I just want to see him run with it. You know, earlier when I was asking about the undertaker, we touched on Roman Reigns, you know, how he, he you know, not sure that that should be his, the undertaker's last match. Um, what are your thoughts overall on just how he's been, you know, Roman Reigns, how he's been perceived by the WWE Universe? Because he is just absolutely showered with hate whenever he comes out. Uh, what are your thoughts on that and all the heat that he's been getting? Um, like, I, well, I haven't been really following the product. I, I thought that he was a fan and favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I know he was getting booed. I know he was getting booed at some point, but I thought that that changed. Uh, he st- I didn't know he was still getting booed. Oh yeah, man! They are booing him out the building. Oh, that sucks. Why? So why don't he just turn him heel? 
<laughs> that's see, that's a lot of what people say. But then you know, in interviews, like I think Triple H was the one who said it. If they're already booing him so much and so significantly, doesn't that already make him a heel? I'm not sure if I agree with that, yeah. but I mean, you know, kind of has a point either way. Yeah. Um, well, so, I wish Roman Reigns the best. Best of luck. <laughs> I wish he would take that vest off, though. That's my only complaint. Yeah, the vest. Um, it's like somebody from the Shield has changed their look, and he still has. He still wish it looking like he wants to come back. Shield come back. <laughs> um, you know, we talked about the WWE or runs with them. Uh, would you like to return to the WWE? Have they contacted you about a return? And if so, are you even open to it? Um, no, they haven't contacted, um, Shad and I, um, I'm open to it. Like I said, about, about that money. It's gotta be about that, that money. You know, before I was a fan and I was hungry to get in. Now I'm thinking more of a businessman. It has to be financially, uh, beneficial to me and, and, and especially my time. So yeah, I'm open to it. And then one thing also I'd like to ask, sorry, go ahead. (laughs) No, that's just in case anybody's listening from WWE. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I know you've talked about it before, but I, I'd just like to get your take on it once more. You know, one thing that we've been hearing a lot about lately is the issues between, you know, JBL and Mauro Ronaldo. Um, you know, I, what are your thoughts on, on, you know, JBL being perceived as a bully? Have you experienced anything like that before? What have your interactions with him been like? I could see why people perceive him as a bully. Uh, I mean, he wasn't a bully bully to me. Um, he actually um, tried to help me on a few occasions, you know, put me to the side and uh, give me some advice. But I have seen him be, be a bully to other people, yes. And do you think people just take what he says the wrong way, or is he legitimately really strong on the way he comes off? Oh, yeah, he's very strong the way he comes off. Yeah, I can't, sh- I can't sugarcoat that. <laughs> <laughs> What have you? What in particular have you seen him do backstage that you know has just you know where you can be okay? Yeah, that that's probably you know not the best thing to do. Well, I can't remember remember uh, verbatim, but you know when he has his um when he has his head head set on something, if he's trying to make a point across, he's very aggressive uh, about his the way he expresses it. Yeah. Okay. Even if he's wrong, he's gonna he's gonna make sure that you know he's 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 right. all right well jtg uh i really appreciate your time is there anything that you want to plug or or, you know promote before we get out of here oh definitely i want to you know for those who are listening you know definitely follow me on twitter jtg 1284 um also on instagram jtg 121084 and definitely um get the books you know if you're wrestling if you're looking to get into the wrestling business uh, if you're a wrestling wrestling fan, even if you're not a fan of JTG, you have you want to get this book. You know, the first week it dropped, it was considered a cult classic. The way that I tell my stories is uh, very unorthodox, and um, I tell it in a in a comedic fashion. You know, a lot of wrestlers come off very bitter, but you know, my my book is a uh, what not to do in the in the wrestling business. Do we have another book so def- planned on the uh, another one on the way, or are, are we going to hold off on that for a little bit? I knocked. I did two books. I didn't even want to do a second one, but some of the stories in the first book, um, I I left out on purpose. I wind up putting in the second book, and it might be a third. We'll see. You know, maybe if I get that call back and 
<laughs> when I'm released again, maybe. I don't know. And you touched on acting earlier. You're staying in, in L.A. Uh, any projects you're working on? Anything you're eyeing? Any you know big you know roles or, or uh, you know interviews you got coming up for anything like that? Oh, so, um, I did something with um, Kevin Hart's produ- um, Heartbeat Productions. He has a new subscription channel coming out. I did an episode to to a show called uh, Damn, I forgot the name of it. Uh, what is it? What is it? What is it? I forgot the name of it. Uh, I'm sorry. If you can follow me on Twitter, <laughs> I'll keep you guys updated. Uh, I did something with Taco Bell uh, with um, Dolph Ziggler's brother Ryan Nemeth. Uh, that was fun. And I'm also doing another project with um, with Ryan coming up soon. And you got a few more projects coming up. All right, man. Well, we love to hear it. And like you, like you said before, follow him on Twitter. Make sure to keep up with what he's doing. JTG, we appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Best of luck in uh, everything you got coming up, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate it.